Good day, everybody, and welcome back. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just said, don't say it like that. You sound stupid. How am I supposed to say it? Good evening, everybody. Everybody. Good evening, everybody. No, just say ladies and gents. You ladies and gents, welcome to Back of the Shelf, <laughs> a podcast about board games, card games, and distant travel. My name is Ben, and as ever, I shall be your host. This week, fresh from the beach... That's the whole reason we moved down here. <laughs> Fresh from the beach, we have Amber. Hello, Amber. Hi, Ben. How are you? The sea air, the sea air is great. Knocks you right out. Um, Like 10 in the morning, not a bloody person in sight. It was amazing. Well, it it, it, sure. it is. <laughs> it is quite, it's cold and wet. It's mid-December. It's, mid it's amazing. Yeah. It was great. I'm good. happy we went to the beach. Ever had a good time? Yes. All three of us. Apart, to, you you also had a great time because you didn't yeah, come. Got to write the guttering. Yes, yeah. I didn't go to the beach. So that's a go. bonus. Uh, yeah, come down to West Wales for the beach in the winter. Yes. There we go. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, can we just say we are currently in Ben's man shed. This we're is our first recording. We've only lived in this house for two months. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've actually sat in this man shed. We finally have electricity. Yep. In the shed. A little bit of Wi-Fi. Job, job done. Um, at what point are we going to talk about these shelves that shelves? I'm staring at right now? What about them? Uh, besides the fact that they're a mess. Well, yeah, I, I don't re- recognize half of these games. Yes, I know. That's, that's the, that's the whole point. That's, yes, the, that's whole the whole point. That's the whole point, isn't it? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, shame you later on. Thanks. <laughs> what's, on, um, what's on the agenda for today? Okay. This week, we're going to talk about the games you played this week. Uh, a little business. Uh Game of the week, and then shelf based. Almost like I thought I'd mix it up a little bit. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't play really play anything this week. Not a I, lot, did you know? I've had a really quiet week. I think we did say last episode that we were going to make a real effort to play yeah. games on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, but I chose to decorate the Christmas tree. Yeah, so we just run out of steam, didn't we? Yeah, it's just it's it's December. Yeah. yeah. I, if we had more hours in the day, yeah. Yes. So, but you went to Game Night on Wednesday. Would you play? Wednesday was Cthulhu RPG. Yes. Continues to be excellent. Um, really enjoying it. If if you are interested in role-playing games, don't play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> play something else. This okay. was it was really good. It was um I can't remember what was happening. It was it was such it was a very action-packed one. Very action-packed. Uh but because we're all terrible at combat. Usually what happens is combat starts, we all completely fuck it up in some way, and then we have to deal with the consequences, which is always, that was always the best part of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but in Cthulhu, that happens far more often. So that's always much more interesting. Played that the whole night. That was really good. We made it through. Um, something like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, I can't even remember what the story was. It's got some sort of space, space jellies. Space, like, <laughs> And it was carrying a bucket and the bucket had brains in. I can't remember. It's all based on the Cthulhu and it all gets weird and twisted, but it was an excellent time. It, I'm guessing it's the people you play with, right? Yes, that, that as this. well. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Really good fun. Okay. Only because I know they don't listen to this podcast. Um, yet. Yet. Oh, I I'm, should be I'm careful. keeping it secret, but this, the, you, you like telling everyone, so. I, yeah, you're right. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the gentlemen I play with, yeah. um, let's call him Mr. Eater. He eats an extraordinary amount of food. And he's just a small little guy. He's a very small guy. Like, genuinely, I thought he was about 17, 18. He's in his 20s. But he's just consuming a week's worth of calories in two hours. This week, I always come home and tell you what he ate. (laughs) This week, I'll tell you everyone else now. Sorry, this is not, no one's interested in this. He ate a pokeball, which is a significant amount of meal on its own, really. He then cracked out a Maryland pack of cookies. He ate the whole lot. How many cookies do you think is that? That's a good... 15 cookies. Okay. Uh, he then ate a chocolate orange, and it was only when I made a joke about how much he's eating ben. that he said, Oh, 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 do you want some? Oh, and start offering it around. Ben, no. Oh, this poor kid. <laughs> no, I was like, No, I don't want any. I'm, I'm just watching you demolish it. Okay, you and need- he, yeah, got straight into it. Okay. He ate the whole thing as well because no one wanted his chocolate orange. Like, no, wait. It's like, <laughs> it's like eight o'clock at night, don't want a chocolate orange. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm in my 40s, mate. I can't. I yeah, can't God, do it. I'll be paying for that for okay. the whole night. Yeah, okay. I just went through it. It's okay. a very hey, impressive hey. amount of when you're When you're 20. And, and that's average. That's average what he eats on an RPG session. There so we go. Very impressive. All right. On Tuesday, you jumped the gun a little bit. Sorry, yeah. On Tuesday at Board Game Club in school. That's right. We have made the step up from Mini Gang's Gateway to Mini Gang's Casual. So Mini Gang's Gateway was very simple. <laughs> Do you want to just... Yes, I don't Very simple. Yeah. I'm going to repeat this. This is from Ramshackle Games because mm-hmm. they are the ones that have been incredibly supportive. Curtis, lovely guy. Uh it was a it was a gateway game we'd played a couple of times. Very simple, in fact, so simple that we had introduced some rules to try and make it a little more, little more mm-hmm. colourful. Uh, we then we've now made the step up to mini gangs casual, which has added some cards, and you you get dealt a certain amount of cards. You can um, this is equipment and traits and things you can assign to your players to make them a little more um, characterful, I guess. Uh, just just the addition of those cards makes it so much more exciting because now my gunner has a machine gun and his gunner has a sniper rifle. His leader had a med pack. My healer had a handgun because the healers don't usually shoot, but mine did. That was a nice, nasty surprise to everyone. Uh, just really, 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 I cannot emphasize how much fun I'm having with this game. And I even... Hold on, I want to ask, what little guys are you playing with? Because the kid... I'm not going to name him. Kid A, he um, he was just sharing his little guys out, so it, it didn't. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you have you no, don't need you specific. You just need four models to begin with. I said, which because the barrier is always in these in these situations, the barrier is always getting the figures onto the table and rolling dice. And once you get going, and once you've got a few games in your belt, then things can naturally progress. But that's always the barrier. That's why I started really really simple rules. The kids are now in it. They're excited. They're enthusiastic. We picked up any four models. I, I had four identical models, but because the kids had painted them, they had different color schemes. So okay. my, I had one that was red, one that was blue, one that was yellow. I said, right, there's my leader, my healer, my shooter. Uh, he had proper models. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's a really good painter, actually. So he had his own specific ones. Um, but it doesn't matter. As long as you can just tell which four models are different. And I had all the things. But what we are going to do, we've said on Tuesday, we're actually going to start painting our own gangs. We're going to get okay. some models and we can say, right, this model is the fighter. This is the shooter. This is the leader. Now go and paint however you want to go and paint. Paint okay. your own gang colors. Uh, yeah, just absolutely loving it. Oh. And so I messaged um, Gerald, mm-hmm. friend of the pod. Gerald, <laughs> founding member. I said, oh, by the way, I love this this system. If you are getting your, if you want, if you want to get your kids in, his kids are now um, a bit younger than nine, just, oh, his children, not his students. Yeah. Well, maybe his students, yeah, but his his own. And he said, "I said this is the great system, really good, mm. really exciting. We enjoyed it." He goes, "Well, knock me down with a feather." Literally, just today, mm. he was thinking, "Do you know what? I need to get these kids into Aww. some sort of tabletop." Cool. So he has messaged the guy, and Curtis says, "Yep, they've they've touched base, and yeah, it's gonna happen." Cool. So he'll let you know. You'll probably see a lot of his stuff yeah. if you follow Point Salad on Instagram. Yeah, you will find lots of photos from that stuff. Okay. He loves modeling as well. He yeah. Oh, you've had a busy week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play and really good, really good. Really, I really, I'm always nervous about going into those games because you know, oh, it's like a lot of responsibility. To make sure the kids have fun, but we're getting to the point now the kids are ready to just get going, not wait for me. Just get going. That's great. It's very exciting. And then you also had a busy week with um, some sort of Christmas fair you were doing. So you told me on Thursday you had some uh, kids that weren't really into the paper making, <laughs> whatever you were making. So in my school. We, every it's, it's Christmas. It's still our school. Our school, sorry. I'm four days. days. Yeah, okay. No spoilers. <laughs> um, in my school, every year, the year eight, get two days off timetable, and they spend the first day cr- making Christmas craft stuff. And the second day, then we set up, we finish up, we set up stalls, we try and sell it to students and parents if they come in. Uh, it's really nice. It's always like, oh God, this is going to be a slog. But it's really, really nice to get going. I always do paper decorations. So I get scrap paper, old paper. I collect across the year and I find all kinds of stuff. And then I find six different things that we can do with it. Usually quite successful. This year, total disaster because <laughs> the girls just wanted to make breed ba- uh, bead bracelets. Yeah. That was fine. That's going. Uh, the other kids, I got, I got some, some lively characters this year. Uh, difficult to keep focused, difficult to keep on task. Uh, what I found was they like painting. 
because they were painting anything. Anything I put in front of them, they would paint. They paint their hands and put on the paper. <laughs> they paint the things, and I actually run out of things for them to paint. I said, "Oh, you know what? Um, how about do you want to paint these guys?" And I've got some cheap old uh, plastic fifty-four millimeter figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave them. They said, "Yeah, well, yeah, I'll look at that. Look at that." Five hours later, they were still. <laughs> they would paint any model I put in front of them. They were just loving it, absolutely mesmerized. And these kids are kids who can barely sit still. Some of them. These are these are probably the ADHDs. Borderline. Yeah. If I am not, yeah, ADHD was one that was thrown around a lot back in the day. Yeah. Nowadays, it's a lot rarer. If I had to guess, I'd say yeah, they're borderline thing. Very really struggle to sit in the seats. I teach. I teach half of them. I really struggle to sit in the seats. Uh, I gave them a handful of these models, some Citadel paints. The paints are gone. <laughs> the brushes are trashed. But these kids sat mesmerized for five, six hours painting these little figures. Uh, to th- and they, th- they thought they were going to sell them. They didn't sell many. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a great time. I gave them to them afterwards and okay. said, yeah, you take those home. That's, Put that's them on the you. tree. Yeah. There we go. Job uh, they absolutely cool. were mesmerized by it. So again, if you're, if you're looking for something to do with your kids... Painting little guys is, uh, is the secret. Because you've done you've done the painting with our child. Um, she's not interested in playing with them, but she has painted with you. She has painted, yeah. She yeah. loved the... I I love collecting any old weird models. And just by her, by chance, I had some female mm. uh, models uh, with, with swords and guns. She's not interested in that sort of stuff, but it was women. So she was very interested in that. So she painted up some of those, yeah. but yeah, I didn't grab her. Didn't grab her. It's not going to grab everybody, yeah, is didn't it? Grab her, yeah. All right, that is our week. We mm-hmm. played a game today, which we will discuss later on. Yeah, that was Alien Frontiers. No spoilers. I love it so <laughs> <much>. <laughs> This week, the little business we're going to talk about—they did get mentioned last week, uh, but they get to do their own slot. It is stuff by Bez. I think it's stuffbybears.com. If you type in stuff by bears, you're going to find it. Um, on two levels. First, the games themselves, fabulous. We, they don't look, I think they're going to be much like Cheating Moth and Cockroach Poker. Let me set the story. Some of this, so yes, sorry, you're, you're all over the place. I am all over. I'm going in multiple angles. Bears asked people to have a look at her games, review her games, because she is emigrating. And she needs to clear some stock and show she wants it. So I said, yeah, well, I said, my daughter loves Cockroach Poker and Cheating Moth. Do you have any games like that that we, you think we could have a look at? And she said, well, there's a few. She, she said, the one, two, three, four, but there's, there's one, um, called, uh, Kitty Aclasm. Okay. Kitty Aclasm. She sent them over almost instantly or a day or two later. Four games. Uh, the games themselves, uh, we've we've obviously played one a lot, like hours. The the Kidiaclism one, that was fantastic. I've written a review for it already on the thing. We absolutely loved it. Daughter loved it. She was just mesmerized after two hours. I think we played for two hours maybe, and she still wanted more. Like just just loved it. Uh so the games themselves can be great. They're fabulous. Go have a look. And, and honestly, most of them are going to be fun. They might not be the heaviest, and they certainly won't be fair. They're not, you're not playing these games for winning and losing. <laughs> uh, but that was not the goal of what we were playing. We were genuinely wanting to spend time with our daughter, and she just just did not stop laughing the entire time. She loved it. The second thing is they are the packaging they come in is fantastic. Uh, the games themselves come in little boxes, which are beautifully designed. They are so well put together. Uh, one of the, one of the games had very specific rules. And if you unpack the, the game following the instructions, it laid out the game for you and set the first turn, which was, I've never seen anything like it. That, that was, that was fantastic. But also she puts in little hand drawn cars, little yeah, hand drawn stories, paper, little, stories, little <laughs> yeah. letters, everything about it is fantastic. Genuinely, if you have any interest, or if you believe you are someone who supports little business, little designers, this is this is who you should be designing backing. They are they are fantastic. So our, our utmost recommendations. Please go buy your stuff. It's it's great. Excellent. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a chance to play them at school this week because uh, that was my plan or last week. So I do think I'm still going to bring them to school because I I have a few a few because here's another thing like teachers know right like we're on the last 
the last the last week kids are switched off. I'm doing tests this week. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a few there's a few classes that I'm like, no, we're yeah. gonna play games. Yeah. And- I think I, I'd like to know how those games go. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, they were really good. So yeah, stuff by Bez. Highly recommended. Get in. Obviously, um, veteran of the show. Yes, that's right. Did appear a little while ago. Okay. Next section is the pump. The pump pump. Stop it. Here we go. I like to keep these quizzes on theme. Yes. So, Amber, this week, you have to identify if the following is a famous spaceship (laughs) or not. Okay. Okay. Please join along at home. See how you do. Number one. I'm curious. Like, first off, you've obviously, obviously like did some research for this quiz. Are, is this like common knowledge? Do you know any yes, of these? Yes. yes, I knew all these. Okay. Okay. Number. I'm not one. saying you're smarter than me, but like <laughs> at some things, like when it comes to trigonometry and calculus, I'm smarter than you. Yeah, we're not doing a quiz like that. But then when you're doing other things, no, like geeky stuff. pretty much everything geeky else, stuff. you're smarter than me. Number one. Uh, go. Uh, USS Enterprise. Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. That is. It's from Star Trek. Well done. Excellent oh, okay. Start. So it doesn't even have to be real life. I said famous spaceships. Famous. I thought you meant okay. real. All right. Fine. Um, the USS Enterprise. Is very much real. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Mm-hmm. The TARDIS. Probably not. That sounds fake. Oh, it's Doctor Who spaceship. Oh my God. Do you know what? I don't think I can say this all out, but I've never watched Doctor Who. I don't think I've ever really watched it. Okay, good. I watched one when I was a kid and oh, it genuinely no. scared the shit out of me. Okay. Like, I like sleepless nights for two nights. Okay. It was just terrifying. Uh, so that was the old school Doctor Who, yeah. which genuinely was the night, the stuff of nightmares. Okay. Because I'm 41 and really scared of stuff. So yeah, I'm not, no, I'm, no, no, no. Okay. There's some rough ones. I don't, I don't need to jump on the yeah, Doctor yeah, Who train. Okay. Yeah. You should probably shouldn't. Okay, fine. Uh, number three, mm-hmm. the Chevy Chevelle. No, no, that's not real. That sounds super amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is the car that uh, Ricky Bobby drives in Talladega Nights. <laughs> oh, I love Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Number four. Yep. Battlestar Galactica. Well, yeah, I think so. Is, is it a yes spaceship? No? I just, it's a real thing. Yes, that is correct. That is the space. That is the space giant spaceship. Yeah, from Battlestar Galactica TV show, which is a TV show. That was what I was going to guess. There it's a book as well, right? Like Dwight. It's all sorts. Dwight from The Office is. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> Number six, Sea Biscuit. Uh, no, I don't think so. That sounds a a racehorse. Okay. Well, I don't know. They name them after everything. I, yeah, I knew it's it was a famous a, I knew that bit, but Take who knows? Oh, God. This is stressful. Number seven. Yep. The Flying Scotsman. No. 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 There's a train. Well done. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> uh, final, next one. final, last one. Got two last left. One. Oh, two left. Okay. The Millennium Falcon. I mean, is that a spaceship, though? It's a ship. Yeah, I'll say yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Is it considered Star a spaceship? Wars. I know it's from Star Wars, but like, is it considered a spaceship? It's a ship that goes in space. Spaceship. Okay. <laughs> and last one, Spaceball One. Mm, it's a movie. Spaceball is a movie. So I'm guessing, yes, Spaceball One is well the ship done. from Look Spaceball. Look at you. 100%. No, I got one wrong, Ben. What did you get wrong? Second one. Oh, the TARDIS. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. Well, that was a gray area because the TARDIS doesn't look like a spaceship, but it is a spaceship because it travels through space. So well done. Oh, well done. Uh, Almost 100%. Well uh, done. Hey, I'll take it. Okay. Can we stop these <laughs> dumb quizzes? <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. On to the meat in the sandwich. This week's game is the Alien Frontiers, but with the expansion factions something we've talked about for a really long time we have done alien frontiers before but we've never done factions so we thought we'd give it a go designed by tori neiman who as as again mentioned before and it still shocks me has never really designed anything else he's designed two games this and a game called pay dirt so he i don't that was this is 2010 2012 so odd 
Art by Kareem Chakroon, Alex Garrett and Mark Maxwell, who also have done very little, not a lot going on. Uh, Kareem Chakroon has done a few things, but the other two, again, not a lot. Michelle's are very strange. Uh, it was released in 2012, two years after the Baith game. Baith? Baith? Base game. Okay. <laughs> the components. Probably the most important thing about the Factions box set. It contains the components for a fifth player. It has the purple oh, colour. Oh, I was wondering. I really wanted the purple today. Oh, you did also. I just, That's I just, okay. Next just time. Out. Next time I'll uh, it. It also contains uh, various bits of cards. It's a very small box. You could almost call it a mini expansion. Uh, or lovely, standard Alien Frontiers quality, super stuff. Where can you find it? Let me tell you a story, Amber. Tell me. Alien Frontiers is one of the first board games I ever bought back in 2010, 2011. Yeah. Uh, because it was a big, it was a really big deal. It was the first ever Kickstarter game. I bought it. We played it. Well, you didn't buy it off Kickstarter. No, no, no. I bought it. Do you, you... First game I bought, one of the first games I bought. Not off Kickstarter though, did you? It wasn't off Kickstarter, no. no. I bought it secondhand. Huh. I had to, it was really hard work because I had to work out which edition I wanted because there was one with the spaceship dice and it was terrible apparently. So yeah, I had to work all that out. Played it, loved it. It has stayed in the collection now. We're looking at 12 years we've had this game. Really long uh, time. Yeah, we have actually. Loved it so much that I started looking at the expansions. I found the Asteroid one really quickly, really easily. But there was Did a that one in Winnipeg. Do we find that one in Winnipeg? Did no. we find them all in Winnipeg? No, no, no. The asteroid one I, I bought here. Mm. Okay. But the factions one was really, really hard to find. Like um, back in the day when a board game cost £30 brand new, you were getting these expansions for 50, 60, 70. Mm. Um, well, I'm not paying that. Uh, so it sat, couldn't find it anywhere. It was one of those grail, borderline grail games. I always had to look for it, never found it. I said to you, oh, yeah, I'm really looking for this. And then one day you walked into a shop in Winnipeg, spoke to the guy. He said, oh, yeah, we got one right here. And so, yeah, bought it. But that was also a really long time ago. It was. So, Factions. Yeah, that was eight years ago. Sat in the the main box and we never played with it. I don't really know why. It's one of those things where you get an expansion and you sort of, oh, it's a bit too much. I really love this game. But if I add this, is that going to change it a lot? I think the reason I'm going to say the reason that this game doesn't come out as often as it should, A, time, it's always time, but also I think we rarely play it just the two of us. And then when we That's true. teach it to someone else, we are starting from scratch. And because I, I played this game with Miriam when I went to Liverpool with her, right? I think you remember that oh, at, yeah, the, yeah, at yeah, the board yeah. game cafe. So I'm, I'm happy that we are just like cracking on and just playing it as two player yeah. because it went by fast well, I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang, on, hang on, hang on. Maybe it is best played at two. No, That's probably best well, played at three. Well, yeah. uh, so, cracked it up today. Um, so, first of all, how does it play? Before we get into the opinions, how does it play? Well, what does it add to the game? The factions. It adds factions. Yes, it's called factions. No, that's, so what, that's factions. what you're asking. You're asking for the factions. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, it added the cards. What were those? The agenda cards. The agenda cards. But we'll come back to those in a second. It had the factions. Yes. Which I didn't really understand. They weren't very well explained to me by somebody at this table. Each person takes a faction card and then this is your... So is it always... You laid out three and you told me to choose one. So the official rules are take out as many factions as there are players plus one. Okay. And then you give them to the last player and they choose... Mm. One and they turn to the next last player okay. as you take it in turns to until the until the okay. first player is going to have a choice of two and the one that isn't chosen cho- in the box. Uh, so you had three because there were two of yeah. us. Uh, you chose one. Uh, there was a really mean one. It's weird. I didn't choose that one. Okay. The, 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 okay. the raiders. So we both had a faction. Those faction cards give the owner a unlimited power. You can do it as much time as you want. At the bottom of the card, the de- thing. And then at the top, there is a space you can activate with one of your dice. When you're when you're putting the spaceships out, you can activate this space. Apparently, I didn't explain that very well. well really you're explaining difficult. it great now. Now it makes sense. <laughs> uh, the thing is, if I wanted to use your faction, yes, I you could, could. You could place the dice to use the top power, but you could never use the bottom power. Right, That's but I also me. had to pay you for it. Yes, I need to pay. Yeah. Uh, initially, you thought, yeah, these don't look terribly useful oh they were they really terribly useful they were correctly. fantastic really, yeah, yeah really good uh so that's the factions you get your little um you give a little character to your to your color 
you also get agenda cards. Now, for me, these are the best part of the game. Hmm. Because in Alien Frontiers, and the thing that always... Um, right, I, I don't... I, I really like Alien Frontiers. It's never close to being sold, but do I love it? And do I... Would I take it to... You know, would I... If me and Gerald and Dave were sitting down, you know, these are... These are I don't know if the... I know you love it. So you know, but if I would I take to them and say, right, the real cutthroat players, would I get this out? I don't know, because there's no hidden information. You can see Correct. how many points, and then it, as you That's approach right. the end of the game, it sort of grinds for a whole while, sort of calculating the best moves and, and that sort of stuff, and I really dislike that. The agendas are hidden information, and these are secret objectives you can move towards to score points either in the game or at the end of the game and for me that makes this game yeah back on the list again that that makes this game yeah because because you could have had them com- yeah. all completed and that's like and you don't know here i think i i've won the game and yeah. actually you have these so when you went to yeah. put that last colony down whereas in the normal base game you just said right yeah i've won because i've calculated the yeah. whole thing and there's nothing you want I have three face down cards, mm-hmm. which I might be able to score, which takes me, th- gives me three points, which right. is huge in a game like this. And then in that case, like, I probably would have played a little bit smarter and maybe. N- so I, I did when I did win the game, I put my last um, settlement down, but maybe I would have not done that so quickly. Cause so I was nowhere near filling my. Filling mine. I wasn't going to fill my agendas. I was never going to get those points. Um, but yeah, maybe I think a little smarter move would have been like to hold off and maybe try to get those three, assuming I need to assume that you got all yours. Because mm-hmm. did you get two of them? I got two of them. Yeah. yeah. Which was, I learned that I lost by a point. Yeah. So I am close. I think that they, for us, anyways, for well, especially when just you and I are playing, they are always coming out. They yes, they're now so, yeah. just part of the game. I that think was, I, I regret, the only regret I have is that we didn't use them sooner. Sure, we haven't actually. Like that being said, like we haven't played this game in a year. Yeah, we had to read the rules again. To- no, you had to read the rules <laughs> I had to read again. again I knew ex- I knew exactly what was happening. But uh, asteroid belt does that need to? Because we haven't really yeah, talked about we that. Could, we could try that. No, but like. What is the asteroid belt? Oh, the asteroid belt is a, another little board on the side. The asteroids are rotating through the solar system, and they give its cards that rotate mm-hmm. through the system, and so you can you can acquire these cards. But to, you can only acquire them with specific numbers on your dice. Like yeah. if you roll a one and a four or something specific yeah, like yeah. that. The asteroid belt for me, especially with two player, it's not. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't need it. You know, it, I, I look but, at the, of the two factions was just seamless. Yeah, just seamless. Whereas asteroids is a bit more busy work to you know keep track yeah. of the asteroids, rotate the cars, or there's another dice involved. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Whereas whereas factions is now just part of the game. That's just yeah. that's just part of the game. I agree. So yeah, yes. So, uh, yeah, I should get. <laughs> so we've done how. Um, who who? Sh- oh, first of all, I mean, obviously, because the highest recommendation. So. Yeah, if you like Alien Frontiers, you should definitely, definitely try to find this. I don't think it's as hard to find anymore. I think they might have re-released. So, well, how are you describing Alien Frontiers? Though, is it a di- it's, a, it's dice, a dice placement? It's a dice placement. I also think this is probably my first dice placement game that I played. I think this is the first dice placement. Game. I, sorry, there's another thing I meant to say. Yes, you are completely right. When we were playing this game, I was thinking, mm, do I still love this game? As I as I do in every game, I think I'm I'm, I'm constantly. Thinking of the churn, do I move this game on? Do we keep it? I was sitting down. Do I love this game? We don't have any other game like it. I, I can't really think games. of another one right now. It was the game that invented dice placement. Really? Yes, it was there or thereabouts. Uh, I can't really think of any. There was a game called Troy, 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 uh, which I'm interested in. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, there's not many. It it the thing is before like. I don't know that there was loads of interaction. Like we were doing exactly that. We were rolling our dice, placing our dice, picking up our resources, doing some stuff with the cards, sometimes stealing off of each other. There wasn't, there was enough interaction, but not loads. Is that fair to say? Um, It's showing its age. Sure. Uh, But, but sometimes like, 
sometimes that's all I want. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. You, it's still good enough. It is. Much. And there's still, there is that, still that element of I can screw you over, yeah. right? Like the, I know you didn't because I, I got that, that extra ship, that little dice that I love so much, Gerald and I. <laughs> it's our shared love. Um, I got that. You know, I you know two or three settlements. I'm calling them settlements. What do we call colonies? Them? Colonies. Um, putting them in, and I, I know that the best way to aggravate me, and you know it as well, is to go and steal well, them away from me. No. So one of my objectives was <laughs> to not have a colony in oh, that space. Oh, see that's that. Why I was that. See again. That's what makes these um these little objectives really mm-hmm. tasty. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Very so I, I mentally, I knew you liked that dice, but I mentally, yep, that's great. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I said, yep, yeah. I'm definitely not going to go for that. That okay. makes it even more beneficial. Interesting. And then, so I don't know if you also said, like, throughout the game, you can acquire more objectives and get yeah. rid of them. Because yeah. I, like, I had two that you were just rubbish them. that I was never going to fulfill. Um, so, yeah, like that that's a, a good element yeah. to add in there. Yeah. So who should not play this game? Um, it still has the problems of analysis paralysis. Okay. Uh, this just adds that a little bit more, the cards, the objectives. Sure. There is still a lot going on in that I can think of, you know, at least two or three people that I probably wouldn't introduce this game to because it, there's just too much going on for yeah. some people. Like some people you'd, do you'd, just need a little bit more. Yeah, you'd have to have a timer without being a dick. You'd have to have a Which timer. you clearly are. You should, yeah, I am, yeah I, I'd be juked. Would you bring this to Wednesday Night Club? Is Maybe, like, yeah. I, is I would with this now. Uh, I'd give that a whirl. Okay. See what happens. No one likes playing my games on that. I've noticed. I, I've, I've been bringing games for the last yeah, just don't. six, seven weeks and no one. The only nice thing with bringing a game is that you already know how to play it. But actually just like... Do you pl- remember me moaning about teaching smartphone yeah. that was the last time we played one of my games yeah because people don't maybe don't like you explaining maybe, games. maybe, maybe, yeah, I get maybe you losing your shit on them <laughs> is, uh... just take the fucking move yeah <laughs> that's fine oh i do remember, actually i did give him a teacher look one time oh maybe that was it well yes yeah that disappointed frown hmm. Hmm. do you need to be asking that question okay are you sure uh if you, yeah, if you do not have this game in your collection, I've already said it, You, it needs to be in your collection. Well, I guess that's just my opinion, but I love it. So if you can find it. Not, not too hard to, to find anyone. No? Okay. What I don't, I've, I, Gerald, I think, has his own copy, and I think his is different than ours. Does he have the funny little, um, not space, are they, not the spaceship dice, but isn't there the no, colonies? he has a new edition. Are the colonies a little bit different as well? There was there were so many editions okay. with different things. I I researched. They said this is the best one, great component. So I picked up this one, and it has been a bit of a challenge keeping everything same. Mm-hmm. So make sure you that that is definitely a, a thing to think about. One thing, and I know I said this months ago. Um, so that summer in Canada, when I went to the board game shop. And was asking about this game. And he said, oh, I can order the big box in. Yes. Yeah, and I just solve a lot of problems. And I was like, oh, do I want it? It was like $250. And, okay. Yeah. Really? And, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. But it was like, I don't even know. I'm like, I don't even know what the big box consists of. But then it was just a, a suitcase well, there are, problem. Well, there are dozens of little expansions mm-hmm. to factions as well, which I might start hoovering up now if I can find them Yeah, cheap. might as well. I mean, you we'll have a happens. whole you have a shed to fill, so uh, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Okay, we'll call it. Um, that was great. That was two thumbs up for me, definitely. It makes a game that I did enjoy, that I definitely thought of as a, a sort of six out of 10, seven out of 10. It pushes it up to eight or nine okay. now. So I'm really happy with that little if, expansion. If you love Alien Frontiers, yeah. Yeah, just go grab. Yes. If you can find the factions, yeah. Definitely. Grab them. Okay. It's that time. Is it? Is it's it the though? final installment of Tony Bodell's Truth About the Board Game Industry. Was anybody else counting down and waiting for this day? Number nine. Board Game Geek is simultaneously the best thing and the worst thing for the hobby. It shows us lovely things and then stokes fear of missing out. FOMO. Oh. It invites discussion, then punishes difference of opinion. That alludes to the extremely intolerant moderators in the forums. Any hint of um, controversy gets deleted almost instantly. Oh, tell me more. So I. Okay, oh I, no, there's loads. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm. I really only use board. I don't use Board Game Geek 
like you do. Uh, it, it just comes out to time. I do not have time to spend <laughs> at all on there. There's just so much on there. Um, but for example, I was actually using it. I, I searched up um, Catan components list and stuff like that and whatever, whatever. But I don't, I don't use so what what's on the forums. What are, what's the is problem? it? Is it useful to you? Um, not as much as you. I do not have it bookmarked. I do not. Mm. I do not go on. I, I maybe once a month. I will be honest with you. One of the best or, things, about- or if I have like if I need a like quick check on a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of the best things about it, it, it is. It is, I don't really engage with it too much. The forums are a a gong show. One of the best things is that any app that might be board game related usually ties itself to Board Game Geek. So I use a recommendation site called the Board Game Butler. I type in my username. It gets my collection. And then I can say, right, give me a game that plays best at two Mm. within 30 minutes and it will find. Okay. But that is tied to Board Game Geek. It's not its own thing. So that's very useful. Um, I mean, if it's the best and the worst, I don't really... For genuine board game writing, I have other websites. What's like... I, okay, the forums are just all over the place. I get that. But like, what do you use the forum? Like... What people would, would post there's lots of controversies in, in board game because in the board game world because it's such a small world and, and everyone knows each other pretty closely a board game designer is extremely accessible to a lot of people okay N- not like most of their hobbies nowadays I mean, you, you wouldn't you probably wouldn't be able to make that sort of contact like if I wanted to chat with a designer, if I had some questions about stuff, you, could, would I, take could you, I reach out to them? Oh yeah, it would take you two clicks okay. to be messaging that person. You find the game, click on the designer, there's a button that says message directly. Oh cool. You can message them. What's the problem with that? Um, it's a little close to the bone. Okay. And by close to the bone, I mean things are, it's very difficult to keep secrets, for example. Uh, there are lots of people who have less than fantastic behavior traits. There are people that don't behave very well. There are people that make poor decisions. And that stuff pops up on the forums really quickly. I want to know, I want to know. Nothing, nothing very exciting. Nothing scandalous. Usually okay. owners of companies um, not paying their staff very well or oh. treating their staff badly. So what, That stuff comes up. But does it get deleted because it's controversial or what? Nowadays... Because if you if you post about a game, uh, for example, let's t- let's go with um, let's say a game that had a, a rough theme. What we, oh, Age of Empires three, right? Mm-hmm. Age of Empires three had a rough theme. I mean, colonizing yep. America, yep. colonizing the new world. If you start a forum post in Age of Empires three with gar- almost guaranteed, well, four or five years ago now, almost guaranteed that would descend into a back and forth about the pros and cons of colonialism. And you'd get, you'd get maybe some right-wing people saying how fantastic colonialism was for the indigenous mm. people and we're all out, we're right, traitors for saying it isn't, and that, that, that sort of stuff. So the, the moderator became very heavy-handed because obviously you don't want to have that stuff. But now it's got to the point where anything even mildly controversial or... I guess you might say slightly aggressive, gets immediately banned, hmm. which makes discussion very difficult. But hold on, there must be different. Uh, so this is just board game geek, but like, again, again, I'm not interested in having conversations about stuff like this, but obviously people are. So there must be a million other places for forums, like, right, that you can have yeah. these heated discussions. Yeah. Okay. So his grape is just specifically with board game geek. Because it tends to be, board gamers tend to be, this is a massive generalization, but tend to be more cerebral. I don't want to say intelligent, but tend to be more cerebral. They're thinkers, usually. Uh, so the conversations you could have on a board game forum would be pretty interesting. If it descended into inappropriate stuff, it'd be easier stuff. But the, a lot of people think they've just gone too far. Okay. So instead of instead of generating, as he calls it, um, discussion, it is just immediately 
unless the only way to guarantee your post isn't going to get deleted is to just basically blow smoke up the designer's ass oh this is a great game i love it it's the best game ever mm. so that i think it's become a little less um ridiculous now but it was for a while i know david of the show was just he he has a bone to pick with the forms because he would post stuff david likes to play it close to the edge and would often get deleted hmm I do not. There so. you go. <laughs> All right, fine. And finally. Finally. Number, number 10. 10. Oh, this here we sort go. of ties in with the previous one. I'll tell you how in a second. Number 10. Tom Vassell is a knob for throwing <gasps> shit around in his videos. Oh, my gosh. Folks' hard work needs to be treated with a bit of respect. So let me give you a little oh, history. Oh, please do. When whoa, Tom whoa, Vassell... What, what's this guy's relationship with Tom Vassell? None at all. None at all. Okay. So Tom Vassell is the president of the Dice Tower. Yes. The biggest board game media company around. When he started doing reviews, it was just him. And when he started, it was writing. He would write these good, good long reviews. They were, they were solid. Then he started doing video. He was really the first one. doing. He set the tone. He is the pioneer for all this sort of stuff. In one of the videos he did... I know the game specifically was called Vasco da Gama. In one of the uh, reviews he did, instead of just reviewing it, he took the box and he th- he took the box up to the roof of a building and he threw it off the building oh. because he was furious at yet another Euro game. Wow. It's, it's, that's humorous to us now <laughs> with hindsight. Yeah. Uh, but this is 2010, 2011. Lots of controversy. People got very upset. Uh, and this is what, you know, 13 years later, Tony Waddell is still upset about it. Mm. Um, I don't know. It was a, it was a, it was a conversation back then. It was a conversation now. Who owns that game? As, as the purchase of the game, did, did Tom Vassell have the right to throw it off the roof? Probably. Of course he did. So you yeah, do I don't know why people get upset. Shop, about, do yeah. it. Okay. Don't know why people got upset about it, but yeah, he threw it. Mm. And then he had to do a follow-up. Um, I think maybe nurse, the, I can't remember what he did. He, he, Nurse the game back to health. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. But um, now, Tom but Vassell. hold on. Let's just say, like, clearly that one thing that he did, I'm, I'm sure that's not the only thing he did to get people talking, but it's done its job. His, I, the, yeah, yeah. He was right? producing reviews all the time. It, okay. was just, it was an odd, it was an odd, um, it was an odd action for someone who is generally a very calm, kind, mm. caring person. I think... Uh, he did regret it almost immediately because he did release an apology video very quickly. <laughs> but yeah, that's okay. what that pertains to. This does sort of tie in to Board Game Geek, ever so slightly. Around about this time, and it may have led to this a little bit, a guy called Michael Barnes came out in quite... Now, bearing in mind board game geek back then was was a bit of a wilder place than it is now it's very sedate and very calm it this was a proper noughties forum well come from the 90s uh a guy called michael barnes who was also a board game journalist even though it was right in in its infancy came out with some quite strong words about tom vassal and how tom vassal never gave anything a bad review how, how it's it's their job as reviewers to provide a proper honest opinion ah. who we're trying to please uh-huh. and eventually led to michael barnes being banned from board game geek and i have always been fascinated by this guy ever since i follow him he has his own board game site which i find uh much more uh interesting than board game geek is called uh, well, it used to be called Ameritrash, Fortress Ameritrash, although I think it's changed its name. To, there will be games. It's called There Will Be Games. Okay. Uh, Matt Thrower, who uh, is almost like the godfather of British board game reviewers. He's a fantastic reviewer. Him, Michael Barnes, and a guy called Oliver Kine uh, have set up this website. It is a very, very, very good alternative to Board Game Geek. But I think this may have driven Tom Vassell to be a little more daring in his reviews, unless he's throwing board games off the roof. <laughs> uh, do you think, because here's the thing, so, I have a hard time saying, well, no, I don't have a hard time saying bad things about games because I have my opinion, but I, I guess I always feel bad and I know we've had this conversation loads of like, who are we reviewing for? Are we reviewing for people who actually want to hear our opinion on a game or the people who 
are making the game. And and that's right. I guess I do you know do you know it's always in my mind. Do you remember that story you told me years ago about the 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 guy, the dad who created this game that was just rubbish and yeah. it was right and mm-hmm. so in my mind I I I know not every game board game designer is this like father single person doesn't really matter the background but like just with thousands of copies of a game that they've just so I'll, poured, I'll tell the story. that they poured <laughs> I, I there's a there was a thread in board game geek called worst kickstarter ever and I follow it and I occasionally dip in that way it used to be um Nowadays, it get a lot of navel gazing in there, but funny. But it used to be just game after game after game was going on. One of the saddest stories I ever saw in there was this middle-aged guy. He had invented, inverted commas, invented a game, but it was basically Monopoly with different colors and different bits and pieces bolted on. It, was, it wasn't dramatically different than Monopoly. But instead of going to Kickstarter with a prototype to get the money to, to buy these games... He had invested his life savings into this game and produced 5,000 or so copies of this game. And there were photos of him in his house. He, he did this on his website, photos of him in his house, surrounded by these games. And he said, I, we basically, I really this work because this is all our money. And if it doesn't, we're in the shit. And everyone sort of paused because it's usually quite, it was quite a sharp and quite, um, quite a vicious forum um, thread because it's like, well, well, look at this shitty game. What's wrong with this person? Everyone sort of paused and realized that, yeah, this guy is in the shit. And not only is the guy in the shit because in the same photo, he had his wife and his teenage daughter standing around and, oh, this is going to go badly. I'd love to know what happened there. I I hope he made his money back somehow, even if he just sold them off. So So in my mind, I always have that story in my mind even though almost every single board game that we have ever discussed or reviewed is not in that situation, right? Am I right in saying that? Like every game mm-hmm. that we've re- reviewed is like, it's not someone who well, was, he, who is like... The problem is he did it so bad. Yeah. Kickstarter, you have a prototype, you send it off and then you get the money and then you... <laughs> I yeah. don't know why he did it the other way. I guess he didn't understand how it worked. Oh, it's just... Yeah, that's just heartbreaking. That, I that guess. Yeah. So anyhow, that so when I you talk about Tom Vassell and never giving a poor review, which is like that. That's also funny to me mm-hmm. because there like, are some channels that rather than give. So for example, you know when you bought um, Istanbul, yeah, roll and write, roll and write. When I went on Board Game Geek mm-hmm. to find to find out information, because it turned up, I said, oh my God, what have you done here? Yeah, I really love Istanbul. Went, went, to, <laughs> went to go have a look. There were no yes. reviews about this game. And that is a sign that, oh dear, because some a lot of people, instead of giving a bad review, simply won't review it. Yes. That's not our, that's no. not our policy. We're not going to do that. We will review. Get, the, the pretty, I'm pretty sure we told you don't buy it. Yeah, the deal we have... <laughs> or what, um, or sorry, what, who might like it. And, yeah, yeah, the deal we have is that we have to review every game. So we are going to give it either positive or negative. So yeah, we, we have to stick with that one. I think we've done all right with that. Okay. Anyhow, so where's Tom Vassell now? Uh, he went... <laughs> Still reviewing games. Growing and growing. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's a big cheese now. Okay. Big, big cheese. Probably one of the biggest cheeses in board game. Okay. When you were saying about like throwing games around, I didn't realize it was throwing it off the roof. Yeah. Because there's another guy out there because I'm not as invested to uh, people as you are, obviously, but I will occasionally watch a video. It's always like, how do I play this game? Like if it's my job to learn a game, which is not very frequently. If it's my job to learn a game, I'll watch a video. And this one guy, um, I'm sure you've seen him. He like, his thing is to like grab the game and toss it in the air and then he catches it. Do you know what I'm talking no, about? I oh, I'm going to find him. And that's his thing because he does it all the time. So when you <laughs> said it was like Tom Vassell, I'm like, that's not Tom Vassell who's throwing the game in the air. It's just his little, little oh, thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. There okay. go. I'll find him because he's helped me learn yeah, a few yeah. games. <laughs> that is for Good. sure. Um, okay. Well, thank you for finally yeah, winding this up. <laughs> We're happy with that. Um, I just thought of this this time next week. It's going to be Christmas Day. So we're going to record hopefully prior to the 25th so that everyone has something to listen to 
on Christmas Eve when they're walking the dog. Well, that'd be a disaster if they didn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, what is on our to playlist? Probably not this week because we were pretty busy, but I mean, we might get a game in one or two. What is on our to playlist? During our two weeks, we have two, two weeks. weeks. I'm, we are going to. I hate saying. Out. I hate saying that. I. Um, we have a lot of teacher friends, and I'm guessing there's a lot of teacher listeners, but uh, non-teachers. I think they hate us. <laughs> and I mean, so, okay, uh, what are we playing? What are we playing? Because they're staring at me right now. Chimera Station. I was wondering about that. Okay, what is that about? It's, it's a worker placement. I love it already. Okay. Uh, Stalford Dynasty. What's that about? That is about, it's by um, Steading, who mm-hmm. we quite like. I'm not totally sure what it's about. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Zip back up there. Carson City, is that an expansion Let's that expansion is still Carson in the plastic? Yeah, Let's yeah. take that bad boy yeah, out. sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mafio Zoo, I yes. think, is ripe for playing. And there was another one I had in my eye. What is, is it Barony? What's Barony, that? yeah. Barony looks yeah, nice looks and big. Yeah, yeah. Nice and big. Yeah, so we've got a few to Medina, play. Medina, have we played that? No. Oh dear, That's dear, a classical dear. Oh dear, dear, dear. That we just need to get this out. Oh, and the railways of the world. We're definitely going to try that. Okay, that's a big one. That's a big one. Um, but then on that shelf over there, what is that? The arrival. What's that? The arrival. Oh, the arrival. Yeah, Martin Wallace. Yeah, we could try that. Give it. Give that a give spin that a around. And then Got a few. Got you a few have. To do. We have a few. I think we make a list. Let's be very systematic. We make a list. We check them off. We go from. Oh, Keep, Sorry. keep banging the microphone. Make a list. Check them off. Go from there. Yeah. So much. So many games to play. Yep. Uh, do you have any games coming? Are there no, any? There's no. Because no, there's no like family. You didn't buy us a family game to play, to open. No. To open on the 24th. No. Do you want, do you want so I, I, my family, we open gifts on the 24th. Gets earlier every year. Yeah. Um, so but you don't. No. But. But you do now. <laughs> the daughter is definitely team 24th with me. So maybe we could have a family game to open on the 24th. Mm-hmm. I would like that. And the other thing, I mentioned it today, and I'm very serious. So um, next time you order from Kenda, I think I would like my own dice tray. Okay. Not dice tower. I don't need a dice tower. I'd like a dice tray, and okay. I want it to be pretty. Okay. I know exactly where I'm going to go. Okay, good. That's what I would like in my life. Okay. Okay. Right. We'll call it a day there. Whew. Amber... How do you get hold of us? Well, step one is go to Instagram where Ben has created a handy dandy little LinkedIn tree. Link tree, that's Link right. Link tree, uh, which I actually shared with my friend Catherine yesterday because she was looking for, is it Camel Up? Camel Cup? Yep. Yep. So hopefully she has found that. You've, you've put your finger in the endless debate. Of what? Camel whether, Up? Whether it's Camel Cup or Camel Do you know what's so funny is because when I typed in Camel Cup, Camel Up showed yeah. up. And then when in eBay, when I typed in Camel Cup, I got a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So, oh, hopefully her kids don't listen to this. I'm sure they yeah, don't. Sure right. <laughs> all right. Go to Instagram and you'll find all of the links there, including a handy dandy little um, link to Kianda. So I think you probably have time if you need a last minute board game, which Ben obviously does need to buy a last. Oh, what was it? Brat? Brass, Empire Brass, Brass of Birmingham. Brass Birmingham. Yeah, yeah I don't think uh, the daughter is ready for that. No, no, I oh, would you like are, to. Okay, yeah. Brass Birmingham or Brass, what was the other one? Lancashire. Brass? Oh, yes. I'll take either of those, please. And okay. thank you. If you can find them, I'd like one of those. Just sure. give it a go. Give it a go. Uh, okay, back to my, yeah, so Instagram, back.of.the.shelf. Gmail, back of the shelf podcast at gmail.com. Facebook group, back of the shelf podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the guild. Yep. And the Discord? Oh yeah, Discord, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go have yeah. a little chitty chatty on there. Yeah. All right, friends. Uh yep. I guess that's it. It is. All right, let's make it through the last week of school. Yes. All right. On that note, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Oh.